But we're going to get back Four. to some NFL talk, and we're going to bring in on the joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line is Andrew McInnes. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Andrew, how are you this evening? I'm doing very well. It's a it's a great time to be a sports fan. The MLB postseason, NHL around the corner, and of course, uh, college and pro football. What better time to be a sports fan and sports better? How are you guys doing? Andrew, we're doing great, man. Well said. It is a great time of the year. March is personally my favorite sports month just because I love March Madness more than anything. But October, just with all the different sports you get, pretty tough to top. And of course, like you said, we have NFL football week five coming up this weekend. Wanted to talk to you about the Seahawks Saints game. Yeah, that's a good one. Plus five and a half. We had Brian Baldinger on uh, last night, and we were talking about Geno Smith, how great he's looked so far this season. They just put up 48 points on Detroit. The Saints are coming back from that London trip, all banged up. The spread seems a little high, Andrew. Five and a half at home against Seattle, who's normally a good road team under Pete Carroll. Do you have any plays in this game? You know, I, I I think that in general this year, people were really down on Seattle. You know, and, and I kind of like it when you, you know, sometimes you can take a look at a team and you can look at what the general public are saying about them and you can understand why, you know. But in this, in this spot, I like the Seahawks, you know. I think that just looking at the Saints, the trial situation, injuries, you know, I think underperforming in general and then going up against a team that, Again, the market is not valuing as much as I really am. And a lot of it has to do with the quarterback. Absolutely. And I think that people still have to remember, there's weapons all over this Seattle team, you know, and they have a better ground game than I think some might have thought. And so I think they're going to piece by piece keep this game close. And that's all we can really ask for. As far as the total goes, I don't really know where I'd, I'd lean towards it, but I potentially would actually look towards the under but I have a lot stronger of an opinion towards the side here. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a that's a really good one there, too. You know, I'm very curious uh, about your take on this Atlanta Falcons game because if you look at them, they've been a covering machine, right? But they do lose Cordero Patterson. He goes to the IR for, you know, who knows how long, right? Um, their offense has looked pretty potent, even, you know, with some of the backups in his stead. And then you've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who – just offensively haven't looked like themselves, you know, the offensive line having as many issues, but just really missing weapons as well. Uh, what would you do in this game? It's a game I haven't played yet. I'll, I'll be honest. You know, it's a game that I'm not extremely excited about betting. Yeah. Um, the, the Falcons look, I mean, ATS wise, they've been fantastic, you know, putting up points. They, they've definitely impressed. I still don't really love their defense. And, I think if there's ever a spot for us to be motivated to look for a Tampa, you know, bounce back and look for an effort and, and, you know, looking at Tom Brady's record against the Falcons has been pretty good. A lot of numbers to me point towards taking the bucks here. Um, They're getting healthier on offense. And I I think that last week's game, you know, we have to just give credit to their opponent. Right. And this is (laughs) a little bit different this week than they're facing last week. So, um, I think we will see a motivated Buccaneers team that could put up some points. This would be an opportunity for me where I would take a look at the Buccaneers team total, you know, take mm. the Falcons completely out of the picture, worry about one team. And I think this is kind of a certain spot where it, it just works so well to take a team total because that way you really don't have to worry about this point spread that 
could be could could kind of smell like a backdoor cover as well. So maybe a team total here for the Buccaneers and and their offensive weapons to bounce back. 29 and a half is that number. Yeah, I think that's a great, great angle there to take that team total over. Wanted to talk to you about Rams-Cowboys. Andrew, Tristan and I were talking about this. So the line opened up at four and a half before the Monday night game against San Francisco. Obviously, the Rams didn't look good. Not only did they not win the game, cover the spread, but they lost by two touchdowns. And here they are now. The line moves up. It goes from four and a half to five and a half. So do do you agree with the line movement? Do you think that's just a bit fishy with the way Dallas has been playing? Would you lay the five and a half with the Rams in this game, or do you feel like Dallas is the right side? You know, I think Dallas is the right side. Uh, you know, th- th- there's going to be a lot of a lot of people looking at a Rams bounce back and uh, a performance from them that's going to just look a little bit different as far as game planning goes. But I'll tell you what, I am very, very concerned about their offensive line. You know, when your quarterback has zero protection like they've had, not even be able to throw the ball uh, away, you know, scrambling for his life. And and when it becomes very predictable that, you know, Cooper Cup, as great as he is, is getting every single target, it's tough, you know, against a team that um, I think is is shocking some people, surprising some people. And, again, we talk about the quarterback position when you've got a new face or a backup. Uh, it kind of throws people off a little bit, and you're either you're either on the side of you start to bet on that team, or you're on the side that you're fading them. And you know, um, if I'm the Cowboys right now, are you rushing back Dak Prescott? I mean, is that something you want to do, based on what you've seen from the Cowboys and and, and kind of their offense? I'm not really sure if you want to. So, in this game, for me, I would take the dog or I'd pass it. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we've talked about really how bad the Rams have looked offensively, but Dallas has looked really potent as well. They found ways to sort of make Cooper Rush look good. Eagles, Cardinals. Eagles look like they could be the best team in the NFC right now. I know it's early. I hate to say it. I'm not a fan of Philadelphia as a whole. Offensive line looks excellent, number one in the business. Defensive line and that pass rush elite as well. And Jalen Hurts looks like he can make the throws that we were kind of concerned that he could make, right? Obviously, adding A.J. Brown, huge piece for him as a security blanket. Five-and-a-half-point favorites. At, Cara, uh, at Arizona, who has really been disappointing so far this year. Uh, would you go ahead and take the Eagles minus five and a half, or or do you feel like this is kind of a letdown spot? Uh, I, I mean, I hate to use that term, but I, I, I think it is. <laughs> you know, I, I think that this is a really good spot because the Cardinals are a team that, um, you know, for me personally, I haven't really been impressed with qu- quite yet this season. But the fact that we're getting five and a half here and looking at the Eagles and what they've been able to do so far this season, it's been impressive. But they've also been involved in lots of track meets, you know, lots of games that contain high scoring, um, you know, back and forth um, contests. And I feel like when you look at the Arizona you know, Cardinals, they're a team that actually could contain them potentially. And I think that the biggest thing for them is to just run the ball, you know, keep the ball. Um, out of their out of the Eagles' hands, and I think that you know at this point spread we're getting right now, it just seems to be a little bit too big for me. Um, if I was laying it, and it's been a lot of impressive victories for this Eagles team, and like you mentioned, using the you know kind of the term letdown, based on what we saw last week from them, this might be a spot where if they do win the game, they're squeaking it out by a field goal. Andrew, tomorrow night, no Jonathan Taylor for the Colts. They travel to Denver to play the Broncos on Thursday night football. Indianapolis plus three is plus 100. Denver minus three is juiced minus 120. 
Does the Jonathan Taylor injury, does that affect how you bet this game? Or are you betting a side total, any player props, anything you like for tomorrow night? I like the under is mm-hmm. what I like. That You know, these are two teams where, and, you know, first of all, who doesn't love a good primetime under, guys? Of course. <laughs> We I mean, uh, it's been cash. If you're good, if you're going to be bored, you might as well be bored making some cash. You know, <laughs> so um, when I look at these two teams, it, it's it's a frustrating one. You know, I've had all kinds of buddies ask me all week who are just you know casual recreational betters ask me uh, who's the Thursday night football. Okay, all right, well, uh, who are you betting? And they, I tell them who it is, and then they ask me what's the move, and I say under, and they say that's boring, that's not fun. But again, you know, if you're going to make money betting these. You know, you want to bet what's appropriate. And I think when you look at this um, this Broncos team, they haven't been exciting. You know, they, all the memes you're seeing about Russell Wilson and their offense being a little bit slower. But also, let's look at the injuries at the running back position. You know, there's a lot of stuff going wrong with both of these teams. And I feel like this is going to be one where they're very conservative. They're very time-consuming going up and down the field. And Sometimes you see these drives. I mean, we saw it, what was it, for the Buccaneers a couple nights ago where you had, you know, like a seven- or eight-minute drive, or that was for the Rams where it just it amounts into a field goal, you know, or a punt. And I feel like that's going to be the case in this game. I mean, uh, their offenses, I think they've been struggling, and this is one that we could see be a really, really boring game. Maybe even the first half under. Um, those have been a lot more successful, I think, in prime time, even than the full game. But – uh I'm going to stay off the side in this one. If I was playing it, I actually would lay it uh, with the favorite here. Do you think that we're more likely to see even more scoring in a game, uh, Lions versus Patriots, which is now down to 45 and a half, with Bailey Zappi? I I think so. I, I think that uh, they're I think they're willing to let the let it fly a little bit, but I also feel like. That game is going to be. I like the side in that game. I like the Patriots. I'll put it that way. Um, I, I think that that's one in particular where you you're seeing a team that somehow doubled their team total, and I repeat, doubled their team total over and ended up losing that game. And now you're going to put that team up against Bill Belichick. I, I feel like he's going to be able to shut them down, run his offense appropriately, no matter who's out there at the quarterback position, and I'm comfortable that he can sling the ball. So I think the favorite's to play in that game. Yeah, love that. I would be interested to see if Zappy plays in that game. Andrew, before we let you go, man, any best bets you have for the weekend in any other the other games? Well, I'll throw this out there. I think that uh, there's been a lot made about the uh, Tua injury, of course, and I, I wish him nothing but the best and, and kind of the drop-off they've, they've uh, talked about with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, and I'm going to stay off the side in that one, but I think we get points in that game, guys. You know, I, th- I still think it's really, it's two competitive teams, two teams, um, you know, that, that uh, you know, whether you want to believe it or not, we're actually seeing some <laughs> exciting plays from the Jets. You know, their offense is kind of turning around a little bit, and they've been involved in a lot of back-and-forth contests. The Dolphins still have those downfield weapons albeit it's a new quarterback, I think this this total is just a little bit too low. Give me the over in that one. All right, Andrew, love that. The over's 46 in that Dolphins-Jets game. Thanks for the time so much. Enjoy the games this weekend, man. Good luck to you. Thanks so much. Thanks for the time, guys. Take care. Andrew McInnes there of Wager Talk. That was Andrew McInnes on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. 
Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Some great insight there from Andrew. Trista, I love that we touched on some of the other games, Seattle and New Orleans, to get his perspective. Over in Dolphins-Jets, I mean, that's that's an interesting one. It's still the Jets. I'm a little nervous, but I can see where he's coming from. Yeah, same. With Zach Wilson, that offense has been explosive at times. He's, gonna sp- he's going to s- sprinkle the ball around. We know that. Definitely. 30, he had, what, 36 passing attempts uh, last game. So that went over on his attempts. You know, Jets' attempts are going to be a real key to look at. Did Jared Goff attempts going to be interesting. Marcus Mariota attempts oh, yeah. as well.